Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And it is sports time as we are talking week 16, 16 in the National Football League. Joining me today is Bill Needles. How are you, Bill? I am fine, thank you. All right, good to have you with us. And rounding out our trifecta, as always, is Craig Needles. How are you, Craig? I'm doing well. All right, ready great. For, uh, ready for it to be a pretty good week. Yeah, I, I'm... I was saying to Bill right just before we started recording that I like so many games this week that I'm actually worried because I can't tell if it's just me venturing into the land of overconfidence or if I'm just seeing or if it's like when Michael Jordan is just seeing the hoop like five feet wide, right? Like I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. Maybe I maybe I choke. Gonna find out Sunday. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I got a shot at Bill's uh, year one record. Bill Bill's record in year one of this podcast is is the. Uh, is the unassailable, or not unassailable, but the uh, the the one to beat all time right now, and I got a shot at it as long as I don't okay. completely fall apart in these last two weeks. Which, knock on wood, that I don't I don't want. I got I got a shot at, at getting 50 wins total on the season, which would be pretty dope. Um, nice. but. In order to do that, we're going to have to make some picks. First up, we got a little Christmas Day game, you guys. No Thursday game this week. They're going to bypass that and then go on the Friday game, challenge the NBA a little bit, although the NBA has got their own problems going on right now as we squeak. But uh, we will uh, we will gloss right over that and move on to Viking Saints. Um, Minnesota Vikings have uh, got my goat a little bit here these last two uh, two. Last two weeks, I've been on them, and they have failed me miserably. The Dan Bailey thing, uh, the week before, the week prior, and then uh, last week, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I was on them with the with the the, the Chicago game, and they uh, that was a heartbreaker. Uh, let Mitch Trubisky walk right into their building and and stomp all over their playoff hopes. I think <laughs> um, the current line is Saints minus seven, but I have seen some some books uh, with with the minus uh, seven and a half point hook. Uh, how do you feel about your Vikings going into uh, this Christmas Day game, Bill? Yeah, I mean the Vikings have been pretty hot cold. Like that that game against Chicago was bad. You can't let David Montgomery run for what, what 160 or 170 something stupid. Um, David Montgomery was terrible, by the way, and got those type of yards. Yeah. Yeah, like it was it was very poor. And and yes, Mitch Trubisky beat them, but. Uh, he didn't need to do anything too crazy to beat them. Um, so I, I, I think I like the, the points here because I do think Minnesota is a decent football team. And when you're getting seven points in a game like this, New Orleans looked better last week, but definitely not 100%. Uh, the defense looked a little fallible. Um, I, I, I think I take Minnesota in the points here. Uh, Craig, how do you feel about this one? Saints getting or laying seven at home against the Vikings. I I think I want the Saints. Mm. Um, I just I, I think like the Saints defense they played about as well as you can against that team last week. Yeah, if that guy recovered like, it, that fumble it, in the end zone, right? Like it, they might have won that game. Now, that's a special teams thing, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's a it's a different uh, it's a different it's a different game if that happens. But nonetheless. I, I don't have much of a – it's hard to be difficult about how the Saints defense played last week. It really is. 
so I, I, I think that their defense is going to be fine. The Vikings have had a tough time moving the ball on the road this season. Um, so I think that, uh, I think that the saints are going to be, uh, going to be okay in this game. And I also think that like, I don't think that we're getting full strength breeze ever again this season, mm-hmm. but I think that he's going to be like, I think Sunday is the worst he's going to look for the rest of the year. He was very, he was not very good in that game. The Saints almost won anyway. Yeah, well, he got well, he got a little hot and a little more accurate in the fourth quarter, but it was, it was definitely some shaking. Well, the he opened off, up, but... Um, but really though, the reason the Saints were in the game, for the most part, was just short. Like you know, he had he had the one he had the the, the long completion of Sanders, but the reason the Saints were in the game was just like you know short little dump off completions and. A, you look at the numbers for the offense, it wasn't particularly great. Run the ball, throwing the ball, anything. No, but Drew Brees is good at scheming, man. That's kind of the point. Like, he, he can beat you without throwing it deep. It's just, I, I don't sure, know. Well, that he... I, I understand that's what that's what the Saints want to do at this point, is they don't want to be chucking it all over the field. They want to be, you know, sort of dinking and dunking in the field. They were even doing that effectively against Kansas City. No, there was a lot of plays that should have been catches that were not, should have been easy yeah. throws. Well, that I, I really do acknowledge that part of that should have, like part of that would be that Michael Thomas wasn't available. And we suspect Michael Thomas will be healthy when the playoffs actually happen. Um, my, I'm not taking the saints here. My only reason I'm cons- uh, uh, like I'm taking the saints, but I'm not going to put money in this game. And the, the reason why is uh, I do have a, like, if you look at the NFC standings, like I don't know how much the saints have to play for. Like for them, for them to move up, the Packers have to lose out. Not just lose once, lose out. Now they may lose against Tennessee. Tennessee's a tough matchup for them. We'll talk about that game in a second. But I just don't know if they're losing at the Bears in Week 17. And then the Saints have to win out. Like it's just it's it's a complicated situation. So the Saints may have their eye off the ball a little bit. Is what I'm concerned about. Yeah, I, I'm I'm on Minnesota. They're not going to be one of my five this week, but I may have some tickets with Minnesota on it. I just there's a lot of backdoor cover potential with the with the Vikings, especially if they actually start throwing it. I think like as good as Delvin Cook has been, I think they've been leaning a little bit too much on the running game recently. They got to open it up a little bit with uh, Jefferson and Thielen and those guys. Um, and then you know like they need to stop start stop running the ball on first down and maybe try to. Th- throw people off with a little play action thinking hey, uh, we're going to hand it off to cook and then oh no we're not over the top to Thielen, yeah. right yeah. It, it, it's almost like the goal is being second and six you know like yeah where it's like man like the play action works great but it doesn't work as well on third and three you know yeah you gotta you gotta switch it up a little bit i i think you're supposed to take the vikings here they're, they're not going to be one of my five and and the last few times these two teams have hooked up the uh the the vikings have got the better of the saints regardless of where and when it is played um, and usually in the playoffs. But, yeah, I, I, th- I think you're supposed to be on the Vikings. And I don't rarely say this, but I like the over for this football game, too, with the, the 51 and a half. So that, that'd be a, that's going to be a nice Christmas Day uh, thing for me. It's going to be the Vikings plus seven with the over. That's going to be uh, my little fun ticket. Uh, heading into Saturday, because we got uh, three Saturday games. It's going to be great. It's going to be like uh, American Thanksgiving, but on Boxing Day uh, with, with, with the little three-team thing. And we also got uh, the, some... I mean, I guess we're going to play this uh, World Junior Hockey Tournament in uh, Alberta. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Kirby Doc left uh, the game with a wrist injury or something today. So, you know, things are going well. They're going well for sports with injuries and games getting canceled. You know, it's just heads down, plow through, you guys. Um, So I was buying gas today. And the lineup uh, at the place that I was paying for gas was a little bit long, but, you know, everybody was standing socially distanced. And I, I, I ended up uh, beside the uh, the 
the pro line uh I, what would you call that kiosk i guess yeah um so i said what the hell i usually do it online but i'm standing here waiting to pay for gas anyway why don't i buy a couple of tickets and uh you know do it analog style rather than digital and and get a couple actual pieces of paper to 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 check off and uh the Detroit Lions are not on the pro the pro line. Uh, they they were not available on on pro line in Canada to uh, bet on at the time that I was at the grocery store or not the grocery store the gas station earlier today. Uh, that is because a ton of their staff and a couple of their players have tested positive for COVID. Not only that, but Matthew Stafford, who was struggling throwing the ball with some separated ribs and some torn rib cartilage, like, good Lord, I don't know why they're doing this. Sit Matthew Stafford for these last two games, for the love of God. But um, we do have a line on this, and it is currently Bucks minus nine. Craig, what do you have to say? Bucks minus nine heading as a road favorite in Detroit. I think I kind of like the Lions. I, I, is, I much. Is this a hold but your nose same, and take the, the Lions? Same time, yeah, I think it has to be. The same, like, and people are going to be like, well, the Lions are going to be without their coaches, which I would say, okay. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I think things haven't been great with the coaches. So, um, yeah, I think I would take the Lions. Nine is just a lot for a road team here. So give me Detroit. Yeah, I, I think it's supposed to be my Lions too, but I, I'm, I'm struggling with, with the, with, with Stafford, he just man, he looked like in the back half of that game against Tennessee, he he was struggling, and I mean he's out there, he's the, he's tough as anything, and he's out there gutting through it. But yeah, he he was he was struggling a fair amount in 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 that game. It was it was kind of tough to watch, but you know he's a tough cookie. He'll probably be out there. Um, I think you're supposed to hold your nose and take the Lions, but uh, my official recommendation is uh, stay away because I like a lot of other games. What do you think, Bill? Uh, Buccaneers nine point uh, favorites. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's too many points, and I, I'm not sure. Like, there's probably 15 teams that I would say would be about this spread or close to it, and I'd take them. It's just it's too many points for this Tampa Bay team. I don't think Detroit's particularly good or due for a big win or anything like that. Um, but it's too many points for a Tampa Bay team that's been a little flaky. So give me Detroit. I do think uh, at some point, though, that, that, that this Tampa Bay offense is going to put together two consecutive halves like the second half against Atlanta looked. I really think that is going mm-hmm. to happen. But, yeah, um, and if Detroit might be the team for yeah. all I know. Right? Yeah. yeah. If yeah. every team in this league played to their potential, Tampa Bay may win the Super Bowl. Yeah. But I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, 4.30 game on Saturday. The San Francisco 49ers head into Arizona to take on the Cardinals. The Cardinals coming off a just a, a fantastic-to-watch game against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles that uh, came down to the wire, and uh, it was minus six on the on the thing and ended up being a seven-point game. It was great to watch. Uh, Jalen Hurts has is, is looked really good so far. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers are four-and-a-half-point dogs in Arizona. I think um, San Francisco. I've been beating up. I've been I've been going against them the last couple of weeks, and it's been uh, beneficial to my wallet. Uh, I think I'm on them this week because I think a lot of people are leaving them for dead, and I I, I think uh, Kyle Shanahan will have have some good stuff uh, ready for this Cardinals team. And and I'm just I'm I'm doing this just based purely purely on the fact that I think Kyle Shanahan is going to go in there and just just fustigate. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, and uh, even though the Cardinals have more talent, I just like the Niners uh, getting four and a half because the Cardinals are going to be, I guarantee you, um, the Cardinals are going to be the public play. So I'm just going to be on the 49ers in in this one. Uh, What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I think 
It's going to be C.J. Beathard if that informs anyone's decision making here. He's going to start. I, I like Arizona regardless, and, and the re, I, I think Arizona is a significantly better team. Like four point five, or what did you say your spread was? Four and a four half. half. Four and a half. It's it's not enough. I mean, the Niners struggled with Dallas last week. I mean, the Niners have been on a tailspin, and they might turn it around this week. Um, but Arizona's a pretty decent team, and you usually don't turn it around when you're playing a better team than you've played the last few weeks. So give me Arizona. Yeah, that, I, I think I want Arizona, too, from this perspective. I, I think that you, you mentioned sort of the Niners being in a bit of a tailspin here. I think that they you know, made a valiant effort to sort of keep things on the rails with the talent that they, even despite all the talent they lost, uh, have lost uh, this through the season due to injury. I just don't know if they're going to be able to get back on the rails. Um, I know this isn't even technically a road game based on where they're living right now, but it's true. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I want them on the road, so I, I, I think I'll take uh, I think I'll take Arizona in this game. All right, uh, nightcap on Saturday: the Miami Dolphins head into Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. The Dolphins three point road favorites. Uh, the best team against the spread in the National Football League this year is the Miami Dolphins, eleven and three total uh, against the spread, gentlemen. Um, they head into Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. The Raiders uh, are 7-7 seven and seven against the spread, so they're at a nice 500, about where Vegas likes them to be. Um, Dolphins laying three. Uh, I've been on the Raiders a couple times in the past few weeks. It has not worked out. Um, I don't think I took them for the contest last week. No, but I had them on a couple of tickets against the Chargers. What a, what a tragic mess that game was. Um... I, God, I mean, it's, it's Mariota and Carr were allegedly trading snaps today in practice. I think that's just them setting, uh, trying to keep the Dolphins off kilter being like, who are we going to start? But I think it's going to end up being Marcus Mariota under center when this game starts. Um, I think so. That's, that's just my opinion. I obviously have, I have no inside information. Yeah, he played very he was well. Not he, they lo- he was not the reason they lost that game. That much no, right it was he their was... horrible, horrible defense was the reason they lost that game. And even then, they they still, if they'd have recovered that fumble from Herbert, on uh, that, w- that would have been it. Um, Dolphins laying three on the road. I'm on the Raiders, but they're not going to be one of my five. But I will have some tickets this weekend that, uh, that will have the, the Raiders on it. What do you think, Craig? Raiders getting three at home. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to take Miami. I just think mm-hmm. that the, the, like the, this Raiders team is done. It's, mm-hmm. They're just, um, so, uh, Miami's got a lot to play for. And while the Raiders are technically alive, like they need to win out and they need a ton of help, a mm-hmm. ton of help. So no, I just, I'll, 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 I'll take Miami here. Thanks. They need a ton of help at nine and seven. Well, look at the look at the AFC standings. Like, uh, no, it's, it's gonna it's tough to see anyone getting in at nine when you look at the standings right now for the wild card, and the Dolphins are in the last spot, and they're currently sitting at nine, and Baltimore's also at nine. Yeah, the yeah, Steelers so, are eleven and three. They might not even win their division. Right. Um. So, from the the Raiders' perspective, for them to get in, they'd have to win out, and hope Baltimore and Miami both lose out. That's 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 their only ticket in. Which I mean, they can help with Miami losing out. But they can, yes, they can. They, they can help. Yes, and Miami has Buffalo week seventeen, and Buffalo might have something to play for. So there's that. But I, I don't know if I want to be cheering for uh, for 
Baltimore to lose to the Giants and Cincinnati in back-to-back weeks. <laughs> no, that's not something where I want to hang my hopes. So any any Dolphins win or any Ravens win, the Raiders are eliminated. They already can't catch the Colts. They already can't catch the Browns. Pure Mattis. Uh, what do you have on this one, Bill? Dolphins laying three on the road. Yeah, I like Miami here. I think Las Vegas, the Raiders have been able to look like a real good football team when they're playing real bad teams. But Miami has been just consistent and steady and, you know, not the best team in the league and not the best offense, not the best defense, but just good, um, strong football. So I, I think Miami's going to be able to get the, the W here with uh, a good margin. All right. Uh, we head to Sunday. And let's talk about the 1 o'clock slate. First up, the Cleveland Browns. And a chance to win the division. And if they, uh, if the Steelers end up dropping a game, I'm going to have to do some hedging, which kind of sucks. I can't believe that my Steelers will win the division preseason bet is uh, in jeopardy after they were 11-0. and uh, It's just not something I predicted, but here we are. Um, gambling. Uh, the Cleveland Browns head into New York to take on the JETS, 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 who, against their better judgment, won a football game last week. Uh, well, Browns- hilariously won a football game. Yeah, and uh, kind of dominated them too. If you if you really watch that game, that was rather embarrassing. And and uh, McVeigh short circuited in the post game interview. I don't know if you guys saw that. That was a hell of a thing. Um, the Browns laying nine on the road against the Jets. Browns on the short week. Jets coming off after having just won their Super Bowl. I realize all these parameters, but once again, this is a a hold your nose and take the Jets. It's it's a nine point road favorite. I I don't know. It's another one of those. If you don't have the stomach for it, don't bet it because you, you got to take the. I said it. I said it about the Jets last week with the 17 and a half. If you don't have the stomach for it, don't do it. And I had the 17 and a half and I was just like, wow, this is easy. You knew about midway through the first quarter. You were good. Yeah. Because, uh, oh, it was a couple of times that happened last week. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this one, uh, Bill? Or uh, sorry, Craig? I, I have to take the Browns. The Jets just won the equivalent of the Super Bowl because they won an NFL football game. Uh, Cleveland knows they have a lot to play for. Uh, Cleveland just won a game in that stadium on Monday Night Football a couple days ago. Or Sunday Night Football, I should say, a couple days ago. Uh, I think Cleveland goes in. And I'll tell you this right now. Uh, Mayfield is playing, like, just if you're if you're ranking the, the quarterbacks in the AFC by how well they're playing right now, is Mayfield third behind Allen and Mahomes? Right, maybe. In, like, yeah, he's playing, memory, he's, yeah. playing, he's playing really, really well right now. Uh, no, I think the Browns go in there and take care of business with uh, with, with relative ease. Uh, the Jets, uh, they, they got to win against the Rams, but they will remember this week that they are, in fact, the Jets. And Quinn and Williams, I believe, is going to miss this football game. And the, like of, of the bright spots the Jets have had this year, he is one of them. He's been really, really good. And if they, if you don't have him in the middle clogging up what like, you know, the, the run game in the middle, which is what he's been so great at this year. I think that's a good news day for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. The Browns are going to be able to do what they want on offense. And if the Browns have their play action game going against a defense like this one, it's over. So I, I, I think that the Browns are good to cover the nine. Yeah, I don't. Man, that's a lot of the points. Quinn the Quinn of Williams injury the Quinn Williams injury makes you feel very differently about this because if the Browns, like the difference between the Browns averaging three yards a carry and the Browns averaging five yards a carry is just massive from how much you have to respect the play action and all that stuff. And if Quinn Williams is going to not be there, I just think that the Jets are going to have an even harder time stopping running the middle. 
Uh, Browns laying nine on the road in New York. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I think I think I got to take the points here. You can uh, you can count on one hand how many games the Browns have won by that many points. Um, I, I can't lay that many with the Browns. Uh, so give me the points. Don't think about the teams. Um, hope for the best. Uh, next up, the New York Giants head into Baltimore to take on the Ravens. I am currently lineless on this game because I assume we're waiting to see if it's going to be Daniel Jones or Colt McCoy. Craig, do you have a line on this one currently? Uh, yeah, just one second. I had it a second ago. But uh, my answer to whether this is going to be uh, Daniel Jones or Colt McCoy is I don't care from a gambling uh, perspective. Yeah, like, do, yes, I, yeah. do I feel like the, the Giants are a team that I want to bet on a lot more or a lot less? dependent on which which of those two guys it is mm-hmm. like i don't think so i think they're both not particularly good no. uh so yeah i'm uh i'm i'm thinking that uh it doesn't particularly matter to me who it is i've got baltimore minus 11 baltimore minus 11 see that's a lot but the ravens they do beat up on bad teams like they they do they're not a team that plays down to the strength of their opponents so we'll go with that line baltimore minus 11 i i would be willing to potentially lay the 11 with the ravens the giants i mean they were without bradbury last week they she should be back this week which could help i was on the giants last week and then they just man did they ever lay an egg against uh, although what a weird first quarter that was. They were in the they, they were in the red zone three times, only came away with three points. It, it, it could have been a lot different, especially with me having them with the points. But just the second, I'll tell you, like very rarely does a play occur in the first quarter that makes you go, especially when the game is is nothing nothing, and you go, yeah, my bet's dead. Um, but when the Giants punter was throwing the ball on fourth and two, I was like, yeah, my bet's dead. <laughs> like that's, that's, we're done here. Tear up the ticket. That's the end of this. Um, yeah, but, uh, let's, let's act as if, uh, Baltimore laying 11 at home against the Giants. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I don't love either side of this. Um, I don't think Baltimore has earned 11 points all year this year. Um, but I'm certainly not betting on the Giants. I think I, I take the points, if anything. Um, but uh, I'm not in love with this one, that's for sure. I'm for sure taking the points. I think this will be one of my five if you allow it just because. Um, yeah, I'll give it the 11. I think the Giants defense is too good to be an 11-point underdog in this situation. Mm-hmm. Giants defense uh, is good. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they are. and uh, yeah, I, uh, It's going to be some short fields. Yeah. How many times you're going to stop them when they start each drive at the 20 because Colt McCoy threw a pick? Well, there's that, but I still still think I want the 11 points. Uh, Next up, the Cincinnati Bengals head into Houston to take on the Texans. The Bengals coming off uh, Monday night, uh, massive upset. They were the second biggest upset of the week, and they were a a 14-point dog, for God's sake, and they they won outright. And again... I have to look this up. When have we ever had two touchdown underdogs winning the same week in the NFL before? Wow. Like, I can't... Well, the Jets game was like happened, the, but I bet you, like, I just I can't remember an instance like that off the top of my head. No, I mean the Jets. The Jets happened. That was another one I said last week. If you don't have the stomach for it, take the Bengals. Now, did I think the Jets and Bengals were going to outright win those games? And apparently, <laughs> a two-team money line parlay with those two teams would have paid something like two hundred and fifty to one or some some something <laughs> something ridiculous. Uh, I, I remember reading How many that. Times did you throw your money away before that. 
I guess, yeah, but like, like, no, like, I, I was on them on the spreads and stuff, saying like, this is nuts. These lines are too high. If you don't have the stomach for it, don't play it. Here we are. But like, would I have been like, yeah, the Jets and Bengals are both going to win straight up? No, yeah. <laughs> right? But, but yeah, that that was that Bengals was. Yeah, with Ryan Lindley, that you, that magnificent Irish bastard who was just Ryan running Finley. all over him. Yeah, God, as me was... and pointed out on Twitter, Ryan Finley does look like he's someone who leaves The Bachelorette on night two because he's not there for the right reasons. <laughs> <laughs> well played, well played by her. Big, big man, she's so great. Shout out to Mia Kimes. Um, man, the uh, yeah, the Bengals, I guess, got their Super Bowl win. Didn't affect their standings, unlike with what the Jets did last last week as far as the draft goes. Um, that said, the Houston Texans shouldn't be favored by eight against a single team on this planet, on uh, on the planet known as Earth right now, playing football. So you well, got to go with the Bengals here. Uh, no, I, I think I would favor the Texans by eight against a CFL team. But, Fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, against, against the other 31 NFL franchises, certainly not. Uh, no, I go with the Bengals. And the other thing that I would say about this football game is Scott Hansen. Oh, good Lord. Do not show this game. All right. Wow. That's that's a bit of an upset in my mind. I thought it would be the next game that we're going to talk about. Well, the next game at least has playoff implications. That, fair, that was fair. a tiebreaker for me. That's a good tiebreaker, I think. Uh, where are you on this one, uh, Craig? Uh, Texans minus eight. Oh, I want the Bengals uh, for sure. Yeah. How about you, Billy? Uh, yeah, you got to take the points. Texans, no. Um. They've been terrible. It's too many points. I don't care where the game is. Take Cincinnati. Um, but don't watch the game. All right. Uh, for this next game, we're going to try a fun little exercise. The Chicago Bears are on the road, and they are getting seven and a half points. Or, or sorry, they're laying seven and a half points. Do I even have to say the rest of, like, do I, do I even have to announce who the team is? Before I move on, like, 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 this is like, like, Mitch Trubisky is a seven and a half point favorite on the road. Do I even have to announce who they're playing? Because we're we're not taking the Chicago Bears. I'll tell you that right well, now. I'll tell you right now. If I ran the Jacksonville Jaguars, I am personally trying to make sure that we lose this game. Yeah. <laughs> do, not, <laughs> do not. Do not. But you know that it. they're not going to do that, and and like, I mean, they're like, they, they, maybe they'll put out a quarterback there, but. I mean, it. Yeah, they're they're in Jacksonville. They're playing the Jaguars. The Bears are seven and a half point road favorites. We, you've got to take the Jacksonville Jaguars. I realize that like them winning this game or whatever ways. Which, by the way, the Jaguars could outright win this game uh, because it's Chicago with Mitch Trubisky going on the road in Florida, where people get tripped up all the time in those Florida games, laying heavy points. You've got to be on Jacksonville. I realize Jacksonville was just given an absolute Christmas gift by the Jets and what they did last week, but. For all the reasons everybody spent all week discussing, players on the field do not tank, and they're not going to try to lose this game. The Jaguars will be no different when they take the field on Sunday. The Jaguars could potentially outright win this game. Is it in the smart interest of the of the overall like franchise and the people who cheer for this team? Hell no. But the people on the on the field don't give a shit about that because they're not going to be there when if Trevor Lawrence is is you know given MV you know getting no, MVP you're, awards uh, you're in four absolutely years, right? right? All I'm- is that if I were running the Jaguar, I'm not saying that you oh, yeah. can do anything about it, but I'd be mortified by the prospect of winning this game. Oh yeah. Uh, it... I, I here's here's what I would say: the Bears have scored 30 points three weeks in a row, mm-hmm. and they've made some changes on offense. They're a little bit better on offense. I don't want them in this game, but I think that the Bears' offense is competent is not 
it, that that's legitimate. It's it's mm-hmm. it's a legitimately competent offense right now. But I still want the Jaguars minus a plus a seven and a half. You know, as a Lions fan, even though the Lions aren't going to be, uh, th- this should be of more interest to Bill, I think, as a Vikings fan whose team will actually be decent over the next two or three years, whereas my team should go into a total rebuild. Um, the Bears playing well enough over the back half of this game that they keep Trubisky and Nagy. Mwah. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Yeah, <laughs> chef's kiss. That's, Please that's do that. If you, if you don't want the Chicago Bears to be successful, the last three weeks have been great, great news for you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bears length seven and a half in Jacksonville. What do you think, Billy? Yeah, it's the points. Too bad teams like this um, take the points because you never really know who's going to outsuck who. So, uh, The Atlanta Falcons head into Kansas City to play the Chiefs. The Atlanta Falcons coming off after yet another blown game. Covered the spread, though, which is all we truly uh, was, was all we care about on this. Uh, although I was like laughing at that halftime score going, ha, ha, ha. I knew I was supposed to take the Falcons. And then with a quarter left, I was like, it's like that scene in Airplane where I was just trying to land and the sweat is just pouring down off me. And I'm like, God, Matt Ryan, land this plane, you moron. And then he was able to do it. Uh, here they are uh, going into Kansas City to play the Chiefs. The Chiefs, 10-point favorites at home. Uh, Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, it, it's another hold your nose and 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 take the Falcons scenario. The the Chiefs just keep getting backdoored. They do just enough to not just enough to win. They do just enough to win by two scores, but not cover the spread. Like <laughs> like they like they don't they they pull away, and they're like, okay, you know, we've got it, but we don't need to blow them out. Is what the Chiefs have been doing all year for some reason. The Chiefs actually are six, seven, and one against the spread. So they 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 have not been in hooking these high lines, which makes sense. I so, think you yeah, got based on like just purely my memory recollection, their mm-hmm. covers have been against other good teams. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. Like when not, they when they've been getting the short lines, right? Yeah. I I read a stat somewhere, and I'm not sure if this is true, but it sounds true. But it was also mind blowing that the Raiders game this year. The, the second Raiders game, not the first one, because they lost the first one. The second Raiders game was the first time Patrick Mahomes has won an NFL game where he was behind and, and had to complete a two-minute drill. Really? Because yeah. I guess I guess all the playoff games, they were behind. They didn't need to do a two-minute drill because they scored three touchdowns in a row in the second quarter. Exactly, right? Like, like, uh, like uh, that was one of those things because you, 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 you remember Mahomes having all these crazy comebacks, but they were crazy comebacks that resulted in blowouts because they did it in the yeah. second and third quarter. And right? even, just, even when he had the great one against New England in the playoffs in 2018, New England won that game in overtime, so that obviously wouldn't count. But that was yeah. one of those ones. Or you, you kind of knew like whoever wins a coin toss is going to win this game, but yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, I just thought that was a crazy stat. Uh, Falcons uh, getting ten points on the road in, in Kansas City. What do you think, Bill? I like the Falcons. They played uh, they played a decent game last week. They've they've been very hit and miss uh, a lot of weeks, but uh, I think they've got the offense figured out. At least they're without Julio. Matt Ryan looked a little bit better than he has the last few weeks. Um, and, and Tampa Bay is not a soft defense. Like that's a tough matchup. So I, I, I think they they played well, well enough to uh, at least be within ten at Kansas City. Uh, Chiefs laying ten, and the over under is fifty three and a half. How do you feel about both those things, Greg? Uh, I don't want anything to do with that over under. Um, and I'll take the Falcons. Yeah. I think it's. I, I think. I think that Fal- the Falcons at least keep it marginally close. I'll take it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the Chief, and and even then, you know, there's going to be the backdoor opportunity for the Falcons, and the Chiefs haven't been doing anything too freaky where they've been like, you know, when when they've gotten the ball with the lead and they've been like, let's just get our first down and win the game, right? And then they just they do that. Uh, last game of the one o'clock slate, and game of the this week. one, yeah, maybe game of the week. Oh, no, no, I know, I know, the Sunday night is better than this, but this from the the this is a good one. This is a good one. Yeah, the. There's going to be a little bit of caveat as far as uh, the line for this one goes. Uh, Some would say uh, that we're cheating. But um, Monday night, as uh, I sat down to watch uh, Steelers-Bengals, that's usually when I'm I'm watching the Monday night game, that's usually when I peruse the uh, the Lions for the next week and kind of figure out the five points, try to figure out the five games, because I like the the Monday lines. You want to get the lines early because you tend to get the best of the number, and then you just track them from there on. And so, yeah, my ritual is to kind of watch the Monday night football game and peruse the lines. And the line at the time... For this particular game, Colts-Steelers, was the Indianapolis Colts getting two and a half points. The current line is the Indianapolis Colts laying one and a half points. So this line has shifted three points based on the strength of of that Monday night football game. I wrote down that I was taking the Colts at plus two and a half for the contest. So if you gentlemen want the Colts at plus two and a half, the Colts at plus two and a half is available to you gentlemen for the purposes of this podcast. Uh, that said, um, uh, we should also discuss uh, this line as currently constituted, which is Colts minus one and a half. Uh, what say you, Craig? Uh, yeah, I think I would want the Colts at either of these two lines. Yeah, I, I, like, like, and, and look, I, I said it before the game against Buffalo that I was very much unsold as Pittsburgh being sort of anywhere near the elite teams because I didn't think the offense was good enough. Uh, the defense has suffered some injuries and Bud Dupree's a big one and they had suffered and Devin Bush had got hurt before that, mm-hmm. but the offense just simply is not good enough. And, and and they look terrible for basically other than like the, other than the third quarter, Pittsburgh's offense was unwatchable. On Monday night, I didn't watch much of the first half, but I'm looking at the updates every now and then and fumble and interception and three and out. It just it was ugly, ugly, ugly stuff. This offense is just simply not good enough to do anything against a defense like the Colts. So I I want the Colts in this game. Yeah, and uh, I the the stuff with Juju Smith Schuster and the, uh, the 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 fact that he fumbled after he was dancing on the on the. <laughs> on the well, someone said, someone said oh, that, that some members of the Bengals are still mad at Juju Smith-Schuster for that hit in the playoffs. I think it was in 2016 when he like took off Vontez, like just like crushed Vontez perfect. But mm. I, I still like like that. That was absolutely a dirty hit. But I still am okay with it. Like that was like that's kind of like a live by the sword, die by the sword moment. Yeah, sure. Yeah, noted uh, noted great human being, Vontez yeah. Perfect, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was one of those ones where I'm just like, well, no, you try to hurt people all the time. So I don't really care that a wide receiver did that to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw that reporting. Oh, the Bengals are upset about the Vontez Perfect hit. A, who's still on the team from that? And B, shut up about Vontez Perfect. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's th- those two things. I, uh, I I want uh, I want the Colts in this game. The Colts are a better football team. Yeah, I think by a pretty significant margin. And I'll tell you right now, if the Colts beat the Steelers this week, which not a certainty, but I would say is more likely than not, and the Jets beat the uh, and the Browns beat the Jets this week, which again, n- not a certainty, but far more likely than not. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week game, Browns versus Steelers. Uh, winner uh, wins the AFC North. 
And if the Browns were to win that football game and we were to have NFL playoff games hosted by Buffalo and Cleveland on the same day, that would be a day to remember, friends. That would yeah. be a day to so, Someone's going to catch something. <laughs> like something yeah, something like... horrible will happen to someone, to one of those two teams. Yeah. I can almost promise you that. What are these two teams? will be unmasked and killed in the ring. <laughs> um, Colts Steelers. Colts laying one and a half after that three-point line move. Uh, Bill, what do you think? Colts all day. Um, Pittsburgh has they, – they've just looked terrible. And, and, yeah, there's some injuries to it. But if they can't pull themselves out of this, like, against bad teams, they're surely not going to do it against a good team. So give me the Colts. Is the three-point line movement a tad of an o- bit of an overreaction Four. based on what happened Monday? It's a four-point I- line movement, but no, I just I like I I think that the line should have been a pick'em probably when it was set. Even before, mm. like even if the Steelers had like scraped out a victory over Cincinnati, they looked not great, but they beat Cincinnati. It should have been a pick'em. So no, I don't think it's a crazy overreaction to have this now be sitting at one. And, and I don't like, maybe Steelers minus just... two and a half never should have been the line. That never should have been the line. Maybe this is true and maybe not, but I think you can have a couple bad games in a row, but three really bad games in a row starts thinking maybe this isn't just a couple one-offs, you know? Yeah. Um, and further to that, the offense had looked not good even before they started. Like, the, the, the game against Baltimore, when Baltimore was playing without half their roster, they, did, they, they, they scraped by in that situation. It was a Wednesday and things were weird, but still. And then the game before that, it was against Jacksonville. Well, they, they blew them out. But the offense didn't exactly look like it was firing on all cylinders during that game either. So we, we're now at a month, a solid month of the Steelers offense being pretty lousy. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I would be very much fine taking the Colts here. Uh, heading to the four o'clock slate, your boys, Craig, the Denver Broncos head into Los Angeles to take on the fighting Herberts, uh, coming off a victory on Thursday night football in a, uh, entertaining game, not from a, uh, well-coached football game perspective, but an entertaining football game. Nonetheless, that went into overtime. Uh, the chargers are laying three. Um, I'm on your Broncos. Uh, I don't like uh, getting points with a good defense against Anthony Lynn. Sure. Um, that's where I stand. I'm going to, I'm going to like just coming into this, the Broncos are down their top four cornerbacks in this football game. Ooh, that is tough. I mean, it, it, I would be on the Broncos. I'm going to have a few tickets because I, I just try to bet on every game in some sort of fashion just so I have a reason to watch any of it. But it, it, this is uh, – I'm, I'm going to be on the Broncos, but I don't like it. And uh, how do you feel about your boys going into this week? Uh, yeah, I don't think – this is a, this is a tough matchup for them. If they're, if they're going to win, we're going to need to see the hell of a lot more from Locke than we've seen recently. Uh, I – it's a it, it, it's a tough spot. I think I would take Denver plus the points just because you kind of count on something bad to happen to the Chargers, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. tough spot. And uh, man, I just th- this offense has a ton of potential, a ton of potential, but they just need a quarterback who's not staring down receivers and making the wrong read all the time, making these bad choices. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like the under in this game at the forty-eight and a half too. That might I be one that's... of my f- yeah, that might be one of my favorite bets. Uh, Broncos getting three on the road in Los Angeles. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I think 
kind of think I like the Chargers here. Um, the Chargers, yeah, they haven't looked good. Neither is Denver. But I, I think you're, you're getting you, – you have it at three, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I like the Chargers here. I, I, I think they're a better team. You're getting the three-point bump at home. Um, I think you got a slight edge with the Chargers here just because they're slightly better than Denver. Um, but uh, I'm not overly enthralled with it. So Chargers, but barely. Next up, a game uh, fraught with uh, mystery and intrigue uh, as we head into it. The Carolina Panthers head to Washington for a guess a Ron Rivera revenge game. This line opened up at Carolina plus three and or plus two and a half. It has been lost half a point. It's currently football team minus two. Um, some stuff going on with Washington where Dwayne Haskins was seen at a strip club sans mask, and he has been sent home and suspended. As of right now, it looks like Alex Smith plans to play this game. What happened? Um, they have someone else on the roster if Smith gets hurt. They ha- I'm going to look it up their their depth chart right now. Yeah, I oh I remember hearing his name. I oh, well the second you say it, it's going to come flooding back. But it was definitely a guy who was floated out. It was a guy who was a backup in Carolina as well too. So Ron Rivera is slightly. Uh, is Kyle, uh, Kyle Allen healthy again? I don't think so. Uh, no, but there's another guy that was was tangentially related to Rivera and 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 the Panthers I think before. Um. Not only that, but they're um, not. Uh, don't let the uh, Dwayne Haskins thing uh, confuse you, or uh, trip you up at uh, remembering the fact that uh, Dan Snyder was also uh, uh, accused yet again of uh, sexual assault and and various uh, just being a yes. horrible, horrible uh, person yet again. Because that's just the Dan Snyder way of them having to pay out lawsuits. Um, yeah. Oh. That's, you have to wonder, like the NFL eventually said about Jerry Richardson when he was sort of getting tagged with the stuff all the time. Like, all right, you got to go, man. Like, mm-hmm. when, when do they say that about Daniel Snyder? Like, yeah, and how, it's, it, how, how has it not happened already? Yeah, like I, it should have happened before. Who was the racist guy that used to own the Clippers? Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling, right? Yeah, like Snyder should have been out before that guy, and that guy's been out for almost a decade now in the NFL, yeah. right? Or in the NBA, right? So I'm sure there is a whole lot of billionaires that would love to buy a Washington football team. So yeah, I uh, just uh, man. As, the, for, uh, as for Haskins, like I know, I, I you know, he was not great or even good against Seattle, but maybe so, there was some thought process somewhere in the organization of okay, you know, maybe we can still sort of see it with this guy. Maybe he's back next year. Well, that's over now. Uh, we're done with that. Um, mm-hmm. I, so he's going to be someone who is uh, looking for a job this off season and it may be tough for him to find one. Uh, I'm sure he will, but still, uh, this is, uh, the, this is not a good situation for the football team on offense, but the defense yeah. is still real good. I'll take them to cover in this game. Cause I do not, uh, I, I just don't know if I can, uh, I can take the Panthers in this situation. Oh, I absolutely could take the Panthers. But I I just want to say one thing before I get into the Panthers. I want to get one thing off my chest. I don't like the rhetoric that I've heard about Dwayne uh, Dwayne Haskins and and some of the um, takes of, well, he's only 22. Okay? at 22 is not 11 or 12 years old. It's not preteen. He's 22. He's a grown man. If you're old enough to go into a strip club, you're old enough to realize that it's not a good idea for me to go to a strip club right now. Absolutely. You know? And not only that, but like, 
when I was 22, and if you were paying me millions of dollars to be ready to play a football game, if I had that kind of athletic talent and to to be in the situation that he's in, like, Jesus Christ. I just, I I hate that. I hate that rhetoric that, like, well, he's only 22 and people make stupid decisions at 22. Yeah, people make stupid decisions like they drink too much the night before and they get sick. They don't go into, like, going into a friggin' strip club in the middle of a global pandemic when everybody, basically everybody who's going into strip clubs right now is getting COVID. Like, no, that is, that is beyond stupid. Sorry, rant over. And I'm, I'm, I'm. I have no sympathy for for Dwayne Haskins, and if he's unemployed and never takes well, a, uh... he was, he's literally playing football right now yeah. for his own employment prospects, and they that's didn't even he... win; they lost, and he was but, doing that. But I'm just, I'm, yeah, that's that. There's that. But I'm just saying that, like, you know, if we saw an NFL player who was, you know, a top level player and you know, uh, like going to strip club, still a bad choice. But from a financial perspective, probably doesn't change much of his life. This that has the potential to be a very, very expensive strip club visit, like more so than usual. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. like I almost, expect, I almost money. expect him to uh, to have gone to the uh, gone to the cashier with Nelly and got fifty thousand dollars worth of ones. <laughs> oh, good lord! That's what a way back throwback. Shout out Pac-Man Jones. Uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, let, 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 I'll throw it to Bill, and then I'll, I'll say why I like the Panthers. Bill, uh, football team currently laying two points against uh, Carolina. Yeah, I, I think I take the Panthers here. I don't know. I mean, both these teams I hate watching. Um, yeah, Panthers have been a little more reliable, so I'll take the Panthers here, even though they're on the road. I'm I'm taking the Panthers, and here's the thing: nineteen and two. That is Teddy Bridgewater's record against the spread when he is a road dog. Wow. Really? Yeah. 19 and 2. He is Teddy Covers. I'm I'm on Teddy Covers again. I think I realize there's the Ron Rivera revenge game, but I mean Matt Rule came in and, and kind of re-gutted that roster. So there's not a lot left over from from I'm like I'm sure there's some certain things where Rivera has an idea of what to attack and whatnot, but they're they're going in there most likely with a completely banged up Alex Smith, like more so than usual, who like if he finishes this game minor miracle i just it, i'm getting teddy covers on the road uh washington just had a, a a week where like their focus has been on what's going on off the field not on the field so i just i think this is a good spot to take the panthers i'm on the panthers they're definitely going to be one of my five uh next up the los angeles rams head into seattle to take on the seahawks the rams coming off the most embarrassing loss of recent football memory uh they are getting a point and a half in seattle uh bill where are you on this one Whew, um, it should be a good game. Yeah. I am going to take, I'm going to take the Rams here. Um, I, I think they're going to look a heck of a lot better than they did last week. I think Seattle's going to have a little more trouble moving the ball against the Rams defense than the Rams against the Seattle defense. I think when, when Goff is able to open up, he he does pretty well. And Seattle's secondary has looked better at the second half of this year, but not best. So give me the Rams in this one. Uh, Seahawks laying a point and a half, a short home favorite against the Rams. What do you think, Craig? I, I like the Rams too. I just think that, you know, there, there are certain teams where just they, they match up well against other teams. And I think that Seattle's porous defensive line play just is a, it makes life easy on the Rams because the way you disrupt the Rams, you screw up their timing, you you beat their offensive linemen, you rush for and 
and and and still manage to get to Goff because if you screw up their timing, their offense goes to 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 shit real quick. I don't think Seattle has the people to do that. I think that the Rams are going to be able to move the ball in this game. I'll take the Rams. Yeah, it seems like a, a like the just the ultimate buy low moment for the Los Angeles Rams here, right? Just just in 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 absolute. This is a good team. They completely laid an egg in in a spot where that was a look ahead to the Seahawks game. Yep. Should they, they have were, lost they were to the Jets? This exact game. Yeah, should and they have lost the thing, to the Jets? The, the Hell thing no. About the Jets loss. If yeah. the if the Rams win this game, the Jets loss doesn't wind up meaning anything. Because they'll mm-hmm. have the double tiebreaker in the NFC West, and they'll win the division. That'll be it. So if they win this game, I guess hypothetically they could have tracked down New Orleans, maybe, and they they could still uh, for the two seed. But if they win this game, and it comes to the uh, the happenings of the NFC West, uh, that loss to the Jets won't wind up being all that relevant. <laughs> the Jet, yeah, well, the Jets' loss it, like is only relevant as far as you, you could be standing it's, it's, next to Sean McVay, looking at the looking at the Rams' schedule and being like, I wish they would take that one down. Don't you? <laughs> you know who the Jets? You know who that loss of the Jets is extremely relevant for? The Jets. The Jets. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? My, my my brother. I like I, I like I don't know. I I just yeah. I'll we'll talk about Tom in a sec. But I just I was looking yeah. I, I was over my house watching the games on Sunday. I, mean, I was like just looking through Jets Twitter and the like. I like I've never seen anything like it before in my life. The the meltdown over. I can't believe we let ourselves win this game. Yeah. And, and so it was like there was there was it was a combination of anger and incredible sadness. There was one guy and you could just like you could just hear the sadness in his voice. He's a talk radio show host in New York. He's like, yeah, guys out won that game. They're all going to be on different teams in the next two years. They don't have to live with this. Yeah. But stuck with it forever. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a depressing worldview. But you're right. You're right. And I just really hope for your sake that Justin like Justin Fields is not going to be as good as Trevor Lawrence. But I hope no. for your sake that Justin Fields is pretty good. You know, well, there's, just, all, there's I, also the thing that, like, if Justin Fields gets in on the Jets, which, you know, from where we're sitting right now, but who knows, maybe maybe the Jaguars get a, maybe a the victory Jags over the Bears, win. right? And, and you know, Justin Fields, just I can just, I can see, I can, I'm looking into my crystal ball, and I can see the future that is Justin Fields and the Jets, and the he's not Trevor Lawrence takes, and just the tidal wave of that crushing <laughs> Justin Fields. That's possible. Just, if, if, oh. if comes out, here's the thing. The, the Jaguars and the Jets are in remarkably similar situations from the perspective of they've got a couple yeah. of nice pieces on defense. Mm-hmm. They've got a ton of cap space this offseason. And one of them's going to have Trevor Lawrence. So yeah. if the Jags go into this offseason. They say, you know what? We're going to drive the dump truck full of money up to Kenny Galladay's house. And we're going to drive the dump truck full of money up to... Chris Godwin, Juju Smith-Schuster, pick somebody who cares, uh, up to his house too. And all of a sudden, we're going to have those two guys, and we're going to spend some money on our offensive line. We're going to have Trevor Lawrence, and we've got you know Henderson, who's a nice piece in the defense. We've got Allen, who's a nice piece in the defense. Maybe we're not bad next year. And if, mm-hmm. if Trevor Lawrence comes out and he's the rookie of the year next year because the Jaguars have upgraded their team and field struggles, it's going to be ugly, ugly. <laughs> Yeah, like two or three weeks ago, we were having the debate of, uh, you know, if you're a GM or a coach, which spot do you like? Because Detroit might be pretty good, and, you know, Jacksonville is going to be all right because they have cap space. But is is, is Jacksonville, whichever of Jacksonville or New York has the first pick, that's the spot you want. But it's like it's a violent shove into Jacksonville right now because the Jets didn't have the cap space. The Jacksonville has the cap space and whatnot. Oh, the Jets now, have so the they... cap space this coming season, though. The Jets, true. The Jets have lots of space coming up, so uh, they <sighs> they 
were smart about, and, and Joe Douglas comes in there, and I, I think Joe Douglas might be a pretty good executive, but they were smart about, hey, you know what we have to do is we have to make sure the cap is clean for 2021 because we think we're going to get one of these quarterbacks. And yeah. uh, they, are, they, they did exactly that. The cap sheet's real clean. Uh, they're, they're, there's not a lot of dead money, and uh, all the money they've, they've got on the books now they can get out of. Um, so they're going to be able, like, if, if they want to go get, like, there's a lot of great free agent receivers. If they want to go get Kenny Galladay and Chris Godwin, they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got Mekhi Becton already. They've got two first round picks, much like the Jaguars do. Um, Jaguars, oddly enough, have the Rams first round pick. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a situation where there's a lot to, uh, like about either of those jobs. If you get Trevor Lawrence and Hey, Justin Fields, a lot of years would be the first pick in the draft. Yeah. But not Trevor Lawrence. No. And like Trevor Lawrence, like might be, if he does end up, Jacksonville does end up being the spot. He might be the first guy in the history of the franchise to make those uniforms actually look good with the long blonde California hair and whatnot, poking out of the back of those ugly, ugly uniforms and helmets. It actually might, you know, might be a good look. He's going to have that, that crazy surf back to their nineties uniforms with like this, like with the, the, the solid teal, not not the best, but uh, the best uniforms that particular franchise has had. Yeah. They, they should they, probably they, hire someone to design a new jersey that actually looks good and, and pick a whole new color scheme, but uh, that's neither not, here nor there. Like <laughs> whatever it is, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, that's that's neither here nor there. Um, last game of the four o'clock slate: the Philadelphia Eagles head into Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Eagles laying two on the road. I'm going to be on the Cowboys. Here's the case for and against uh, my crazy decision. Um, the Cowboys have been terrible against the spread. They are the worst uh, team against the spread in the NFL right now for at four and 10. They covered last week though. They, but it, like I was on them last week, so I got that one. But if you actually watch that game, it wasn't a traditional, we did well type of thing. Uh, they had four turnovers to San Francisco's, or, or sorry, like they got four turnovers to San Francisco getting zero. So if you win the turnover battle, you tend to win most football games. Um, they only had three drives that started on their own side of the field. One was a turnover, one was a punt, and one they actually got down the field for a touchdown. So anytime they scored in the game last week, um, it was with a short field, safe for the one drive. So it wasn't like they were lights out um, on the offense. Uh, looks like Ezekiel Elliott's going to be back. Uh, if that's a good thing, I don't know. Because Tony Pollard looked pretty good, and I'm I'm pretty sure all the fantasy rhetoric, uh, it, it, like I'm quick Google search of uh, of Ezekiel Elliott will uh, yield uh, first three things that come up are three different fantasy articles. Is Tony Pollard the running back now in <laughs> Dallas? Um, if you look at Pollard before the 40 yard carry at the end of the game, he's averaging like two yards a carry. Like true, and that's another thing that that, that you got to pay attention when when these games happen. Um, so all these things point to the fact, like Jalen Hurts looked damn good. Um, lost a, a a tough one on the road to uh, to Arizona. That said, uh, this is a guy making his second official start as a road favorite. I'm on Dallas, it, it, making his second official start in in a in a a divisional game on the road as a favorite with a game that has playoff implications. Give me the Dallas Cowboys. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I think a, a divisional game with two fairly evenly matched teams. I, I I wish it was three points, but I'll take the two. Um, the the new quarterback on the road that changes things a little bit as well. But I just think you got two decent teams. You might as well take the points because that's where the edge is. 
Um, but I'm not, I'm not sure Philadelphia, like if this, if kid plays as good as he did last week, he can go in there and win in Dallas. It's not impossible, but I, I still like the idea of having a couple points in this one. Yeah. You can always tease it up to three, but for the purposes of our exercise, you got to take the Eagles uh, minus the two. I, uh, Craig, I, where are you on this one? I, I'm all over the Cowboys. They're one of my five. I'm okay. not much of a believer in Jalen Hurts as some people are. I'm not ruling him out as being good yet, but like, you know, he had 50 dropbacks this week. 20, uh, 24 of them were completions. 20 of them were incompletions. Six were sacks. Like, you know, it, it's all right. And, and look, the Cowboys defense sucks. I understand that. But I just don't know if I'm ready to say, well, Jalen Hurts, he's uh, he's for sure a good NFL quarterback. You know, he, he's had some good moments, so we'll see. And, hey, take it from me, if anyone. Uh, a couple of good moments in week 14, 15, 16, 17 doesn't necessarily mean great things are coming for the following year. <laughs> uh, yeah i want the cowboys i think the cowboys win this game and if the cowboys win this game they get to six and nine if the cowboys win this game and washington football team loses to carolina which is absolutely on the table we could have a situation where the cowboys uh have a chance to uh, win the nfc east next week with a win in new york I think that would be good television if the Cowboys and Washington football team both have to uh, both have to win next week. I mean, this is this is the the dirty little secret about um, the like like this is the 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 fun little thing about having a a division where they've been a laughing stock all year and mostly been purely shit and we've made fun of them for a lot of the time. But like when you have a division that's crappy like that, it's going to be close and you're going to have some football games at the end of the year. And and all these teams seem to be kind of like, quote unquote, rounding into shape as, as it goes. Like the football teams look pretty good. The Eagles have looked pretty good. The hell of the Dallas Cowboys have basically have looked pretty good. The Giants look decent the couple weeks prior to the game against the Browns and whatnot. And, and it was just, you know, it, it, it's been slightly entertaining but yeah you got to be on the cowboys i mean it's just jalen hurts a a making his second start as a quarterback uh, as a road favorite in a divisional game it's just it's 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 not a spot where you want to lay points at all it just isn't uh sunday night football game matchup uh first time in recent i, I don't know how many times they've gotten it right this year it feels like this might be the only one but this is the the uh the only time they have probably the best matchup of the week in the sunday night window Steelers uh, the Titans well, the time was the best matchup of the week. That was yeah, that was that was very good. Um well it was it was a good matchup. It didn't end up being because uh, the the Bills really put it to him in that game. Uh the Titans head to Green Bay to take on the Packers and get out those Dustin Hoffman's impressions cuz we're getting the half point hook you guys on this one. Uh Packers minus three and a half. Bill, what do you think? Whew, what would the world be like without the hook? <laughs> <laughs> I like Tennessee here. I, mm-hmm. I think Tennessee is a better football team. I think Tennessee's more well-rounded. And I think Green Bay is, is going to be able to move the ball because that offense, I mean, even when you know what they're going to do, which is throw it to Adams, still is functional. I don't really understand it, but here we are. Um, I think they'll be able to score points, but I think Tennessee is going to be able to get some points on this soft Green Bay defense. And I think Derrick Henry is going to have himself a day as well. So give me Tennessee here. I'm... I keep waffling back and forth. I mean, with the half-point hook, I'm probably going to lean towards the Titans as far as the spread goes. But the bet I like in this one, and it's only because the weather report for this game is it is supposed to be insanely blistering winds the entire game. Because of the insanely blistering winds... That is very much advantage Tennessee, but I'm also on uh, I'm, I'm on the under for this game, which is 56. 
that that's, Ooh, that's, that's that, yeah that's high that's the bet I like for this game. If the weather, is, I'm I'm gonna take the 56. I'm gonna hope that it's a crappy weather, a crappy weather game, super windy, maybe even a little bit of snow up in Lambeau there. But uh, the 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 my, the under on the 56 is the is my favorite bet uh, as far as the Sunday night football game goes. Uh, Packers minus three and a half at home. What do you think, Craig? Give me the uh, Tennessee Titans. I just think that the way to beat this Green Bay team is exactly the way Tennessee wants to play. Um, and the way to beat them is you just you, you pound the ball, you pound the ball, you do a little bit of play action. Um, the Packers, I think, are going to have a very difficult time with Derrick Henry because good run defenses have a difficult time with Derrick Henry, and I've got some news about the Packers. They're not one of those. Um, no, I want Tennessee. I think Tennessee wins this game outright. What's the DVOA rating? Tennessee is 10, or sorry, Tennessee is 12, Green Bay is 4. So, yep, that's a... I, here's the thing, like... I just think that, A, I think we're going to see that the AFC is a heck of a lot better than the NFC in this game. B, I just think that, like, if you look at the blueprint for beating the Packers, this is the team that you don't want to play. This is the team that is most capable of fulfilling that blueprint from the perspective of, we're just going to pound the ball right at you. We're going to run it right down your throats. Especially if it's a cold AF game, too, right? Like, if it's just freezing and yeah, windy and stuff. Yeah, if, if it's really windy and that, that impacts the passing offense, like, look, the, the, the Titans at passing offense is pretty good. All I'm saying is that you just – I don't want to be tackling Derrick Henry no matter what the temperature is, but if my body's already cold, I don't want that man running over me. I think that would be <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, DVOA rankings, the entire season, I don't think the Bucks have dropped below top three. and But at no point during this season have I been like, man, the Bucks are really going to put it together. And then, like, have we well, been underrating the Bucks? Green Bay where they went in there and kind of kicked the crap out of the Packers. Yeah. Oh, okay, things are taken off here, and then it just really hasn't happened since. But, yeah, it's just um, weird. They, they've never put it together for a full game the entire season, right? The the yeah, even I mean, that game they were down by ten at one point. Yeah, and then everything completely flipped after that. But I mean, just it's so weird because they're second in DVOA. They're ahead of the Kansas City Chiefs according to the DVOA. New yeah, Orleans is like, still number know, one. Math, right? math is the math, but I, I like there's a, yeah. there's something that you can from like. From, from a field perspective, and look, I don't care whether you're a math person or a tape person or, or somewhere in mm-hmm. between. Yeah. Uh, does anyone not think that the Kansas... Like, going into the playoffs, I think the mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs are the biggest Super Bowl favorites since the 2004 New England Patriots. Actually, yeah. no, I should yeah. say 2007 New England Patriots, I should say, who didn't win. But even mm-hmm. then before that, it would have been the 2004 New England Patriots. I have a... Yeah. Like, they're the biggest Super Bowl favorites since the 07 Pats, right? That, that, that Maybe so. the 09 Colts. Maybe the 09 Colts. But some people thought, oh, the Saints are pretty good. Vikings are pretty good. Uh, this is the biggest Super Bowl favorite since uh, in, the, in the last decade at the, the very least. And yeah, I don't think any- I, I completely agree. Speaking of passing the torch, uh, the Monday Nighter, the Buffalo Bills head into New England to take on the Patriots. The Bills are laying seven in on the road in New England. Bills first time world. winning the division. Yeah, what a world! And we're in uncharted territory here uh, for the New England Patriots because I don't know what to do with this game because the 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 convention for this game would be you take Bill Belichick getting seven at home against anybody, right? But for the first time in since for the first time since the '90s, gentlemen, we're in Week 16 and Bill Belichick has nothing to play for. Um, going the other way. It, it's not, oh, I've got nothing to play for because I'm getting ready for because I've already got the bye week sewed up in week 16. He has nothing to play for in terms of 
they're not making the playoffs and they're not good and not going. So I don't know what the hell Bill Belichick does in this scenario because we've never seen him before in this scenario as far as two decades of football go. So this we're, we are in strange, uncharted territory uh, for for like as far as the waters we're in right now with Bill Belichick and the Patriots. This is strange. I have this as a hardcore stay away because the conventional wisdom is is telling me I got to take the Patriots. But I've been I've been trying to be off. The, I've, I've been trying to get the Bills the last couple of weeks and with some of these high lines and and as as road favorites and the Bills just keep on chugging along and winning and covering these road spreads. You know the public is going to be on the Bills minus that seven, which frightens me and makes me want to take the Patriots. But I, I just, man, it's it's tough. Like, I'm ultimately going to do it and take the Patriots, but I can't recommend it for anybody else. I, I just, I, I really can't. It's 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 frightening. Where are you on this one, Bill? I I like the Bills here. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I was never a huge believer, and I thought every week for the first six weeks of the season, I thought Allen was going to fall off. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, he's just playing good football, smart decisions, high completion passes, like, and the defense mm-hmm. we've we've always known was good. The, the one thing they yeah. were missing was was ball security, um, and, and smart play. So, uh, I guess I'm a believer all of a sudden, and I'll take the Bills here. Mm-hmm. Bills land seven in New England. Bills Mafia unite. What do you think, Craig? Hey, <laughs> let's, let's go, go Buffalo. All right, we can't afford anymore. Uh, all right. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I want, uh, I, I want the bills in this game. I just, they're, they're significantly better. And I think that if these were two other, if this was like, if this was Packers versus lions and the, the Packers were one of the three or four best teams in the league and the lions were in the position, the Patriots are in where they're kind of like middling towards the bottom of the league. This line yeah. is 10, 11 points. Mm-hmm. Like we're, I think we're, you're getting an extra four points because it's Bill Belichick. Uh, yeah. The Patriots are, are are obviously done for. Um, they're not particularly good. So yeah, I'll take I'll take the Buffalo Bills, please. Yeah, so weird. Just what a what a weird feeling. Bills weird discussion. After a, after a rough start, Bills defense up to 14th in DVOA, and if you wait it, yeah, three like Bills defense and is that's really a... right now. Like if if Kansas City doesn't win the Super Bowl, mm. this is the team most likely to get them right. Uh, in the, in the, I don't, I think it's just I, the team most likely to get them period. Yeah. I, I, I think you might be right. I mean, cause the, I just look at the front seven of the Packers defense and think uh, about Andy, Andy Reid going up against that and just like it, it just getting really ugly, really fast. The bills defense is yeah. at least more competitive. I think. Yeah. I, I mean, see, I can see Tennessee getting the, yeah, I've Tennessee like you know Tennessee had a crack on last year, but if Tennessee can just you know do what they did at the start of last season, their their defense isn't as good as it was last year, but the offense is a lot better. Maybe I I'm gonna make an argument. I don't think because we already saw the Bills play the the Chiefs earlier this year, and and it was an embarrassing. The, yeah, both Allen and the Bills are all, like the Chief. The the Bills defense is kind of at their low point during that. They've been a lot Fair. better. Game. True, and, and that's accounted for the all Bills the blowouts in recent memory. The, the, the Bills' offense has really improved in that time. Like, and, and like, how many receivers are playing better than Stephon Diggs right now? Is the I number that is it zero? It might be. Like, yeah. Like, oh. I was going to say Justin Jefferson, but he got caught yelling at his uh, quarterback on the weekend and uh, didn't deny and, and tried to deny it without really denying it, which was funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, but yeah. 
And, like, Bill Belichick's got, like, you know he's watching tape of Cole Beasley and, like, touching himself, right? Like, like just, like, that's the ultimate Bill Belichick guy, right? And, but he's going to be on the other side, and Bill's just going to be like, oh, man. Oh, that, oh, why can't I have that guy? That right? is yeah. also upset that Cole Beasley didn't sign with New England. He was a free agent and signed with Buffalo. How did that not happen? Anyway. Yeah, so weird. Uh, um, a, a great, I was going to make an argument for the like, Colts, though. like the vast majority of moves that Brandon Bean has made over the last three years, it has worked out perfectly. Yeah, I was going to make an argument for the Colts as far as the team that I think can beat the, uh, beat the I, Chiefs. I think you have to be able to score more points than that. I think they can, though. I think that, like the Colts score more than people give them credit for because we're all just thinking no, about... I just, think, uh, I just think that you need a quarterback that can get back there and, 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 and create stuff where nothing's going on if you're going to get Kansas yeah. City. And maybe Jonathan Taylor has been emerging the last three weeks, yeah, though. Well, that, that gives him a little true. extra edge. He's been good. He's been very good. Um, I just think you need a quarterback that, you know, okay. Like, Oh, the, the, the pocket's breaking Fair. down. I've just got to get this guy and scramble and do yeah. something. So Tennessee has that and green Bay has that yeah. and Buffalo yeah. certainly has that. But I think that's what you yeah. need. If you're going to beat the Chiefs, because you can't have like on third and seven, you got to find some, some unlikely conversions because every time you punt them the ball, you're playing with fire. Yeah. That said, last time Josh Allen took the field in a uh, NFL playoff game, it looked like he was playing rugby more than he was oh, playing. He was football. awful, but he was awful. Both. <laughs> I, I just, I just believe the improvement that we've seen here is legitimate because like Absolutely, yeah. he, played, he played like 2019 Josh Allen in that football game, whereas he was inconsistent, kind of all over the place, making bad decisions. That guy doesn't seem to be around in 2020. 2020 Josh Allen is the hell of a lot better than that. And I, I suspect that's what we'll see in the playoffs, but we'll see. Yeah, I think I agree. Um, Bills Chiefs would be a hell of an AFC. I think I think that's the AFC title game we should all root for, though. Oh yeah, and, that is the, that is the, the the dream AFC title game for sure. Yeah. and then on the other side, I'm going to root for for a uh, Bucks Saints. Uh, yes, I think uh, trio I, uh, matchup. I think yeah. Bucks. You know what? You know what? It's it's a long shot, but isn't Bucks Chiefs like the Super Bowl? I think so. Mahomes and Mahomes versus oh, Brady, it's, it's the Mahomes old Brady. guard versus the young yeah, hot shot. Kansas City yeah. wins, and okay, you're like now you're the face of the NFL. Like that's kind of like the the title belt at the top of the ring. Like who's the face of the NFL now? And it probably is yeah. Mahomes already anyway. But Tampa then, Bay would you know, be in their own stadium. That's a good storyline. Yeah. Stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I think, I think I think that Bucks Chiefs is the is the best possible option. I don't I don't think it's I think it's very likely the Chiefs are there, but. I don't know if I see the Bucs going on the road and winning three straight playoff games, which is exactly what they have to do if they want to be. Yeah, it'd be tough. Uh, either way, there's a lot of damn good matchups, especially if the football team gets in. Because even if the football team gets in, they're, they're like they're going to be a home dog, which you know yeah. is fun betting prospect wise. And well, and if Alex Smith is starting, we'll have that great story too, right? So I like it, yeah, that'll just... be that'll be good. And that's the likely outcome, of course. Like the Cowboys being in would be crazy just for the perspective of the Cowboys are in. You know what I mean? Like it would. Just, oh like, yeah. Cowboys type thing. But. The NFL free money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's it for week sixteen. All that's left to do is do our picks. Uh. Billy and Craig, you guys both uh, tied with four and one weeks. Congratulations to you guys. I grinded out another three and two. Uh. Craig, why don't you go first this week? Sure. Uh. I am going to take the uh, aforementioned Buffalo Bills. Uh. I am going to take the Tennessee Titans. Taking the Dallas Cowboys. I'm taking the Indianapolis Colts. And what line are you going to give me with the Colts? Uh, the Colts, I'll give you the plus two and a half. Sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Giants. All right. Plus eleven. Nine. 
Giants plus 11. Uh, Billy, week 16, who you got? All right, I got a couple of the same ones here. I'm taking the Colts, that line, like like Craig said before, I would have taken no matter. If you told me minus three, I'd take it. So I'm absolutely yeah. taking it at plus <laughs> A yeah, thousand we're cheating a little bit, but I wrote it down, <laughs> and I'm not erasing it. So <laughs> uh, I'll take the yeah. Titans as well. I like them this week. I will take my Vikings. I will take the Dolphins. Hmm. And I will take the Cardinals. All right. I am going to give you four on the Cardinals instead of four and a half, because I know it, it opened up at four. Um. I am going to take. Uh, I'm going to be with Craig. I'm going to well make it a clean sweep on the Colts with the plus two and a half since we're we're just flat out cheating on that one apparently. <laughs> but it the 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 line was what it was when I wrote it down, and I'm 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 not going to give it to myself and not offer it to you guys for the purposes of this podcast. Uh, I'm also going to be on Dallas with Craig. Give me Dallas. Uh, then I'm going to divert a little bit here. I'm I'm taking Carolina. Give me the Panthers. Uh, Teddy covers. I, I trust in Teddy covers. I'm taking that Jacksonville plus seven and a half because I just the Bears shouldn't be seven and a half point road favorites against any team. And uh, give me the Jets. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna oh. hold my nose and take the Jets with the plus nine. It, it's just like it, it it it's 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 a I mean, first off, well, let me just think about this because we didn't discuss when we were talking about it. Uh, the Steelers, okay, I was going to say, the Browns and Steelers are playing at the same time, so there's no uh, potential for scoreboard watching, which is another thing that we, we should have talked about because the, they moved Eagles-Cowboys to 4 o'clock. That was originally a 1 o'clock slate. We have four 4 o'clock games now because of that um, because they didn't want uh, the Eagles-Cowboys to not to not matter if, football, if the football team wins, right? Um, so there's that. That said, like it's also like like the Browns are going to get Pittsburgh with the division probably on the line. So you know the Browns are going to be the potential. Well, if, they, if, if Pittsburgh wins this week, then yeah. they won't because um, even if the Browns were to beat Pittsburgh next week, and then that's one on one head to head tiebreaker. The next tiebreaker is division record, whereas Pittsburgh uh, Cleveland would be three and three because they would split with Pittsburgh two and zero against the Bengals, zero and two against Baltimore. Pittsburgh would be four and two because they split with the Bengals and Browns and two and zero against Baltimore. So if if Cle- if Pittsburgh beats the Colts this week, the division is over. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Wins. That's it. Yeah. But uh, the Brown, like I I just I feel like the Browns are. It, it's going to be a bit of a. They're going to be. Probably scoreboard watching a little bit. They're going to be looking ahead to this Steelers game. I'm not saying they're going to get outright clipped like the flipping uh, uh, Rams did last week. <laughs> if the Jets were picking third or something. like Good just... Lord. Yeah, they don't even get Justin I, Fields. No, thanks, the... To the, thanks to the Bengals win on Monday Night Football, that's no longer possible. But still, True, could you yeah. imagine? The Jets wound up having to pick third. I think that there's. Can you some... imagine? Yeah. <laughs> that would be freaking hilarious. But yeah, no, the Jets can't fall further than two, right? Based on. On, on how it is like they're they're gonna be two or the one and the, the Bengals currently have the three slot and they have three wins and a tie yeah. that's uh the Jets can't the Jets can't get to four so yeah but uh yeah I'm I'm I'm, I'm taking the Jets because I just I just think it's it's a prime spot for cover it's a home dog getting getting too much so yeah so Jets Jags Colts Cowboys 
Panthers for Matt Pierce this week. Uh, that's it for uh, us. Uh, Crossword Podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Uh, so please listen to us on those platforms and uh, give us a review and pop up our numbers on those ones. Um, that will not be the only podcast that you get from us this week. I recorded um, a look ahead uh, uh, the our Christmas special podcast that we're going to release Christmas Day, obviously. Uh, Rob and I talk uh, the second half of the season of The Mandalorian and uh, everything that entailed with that. Uh, just an absolute banger of a entire season of The Mandalorian, including a, a phenomenal uh, final episode that uh, you can hear us talk uh, about in all of its glory on Christmas Day. So uh, double duty this week. So uh, one podcast from each side of the pod of uh, the crossover podcast this week. Uh, Craig, Bill, as always, great doing this with you. Can't wait to talk to you next week and uh, break down week 17 in the National Football League. Take care, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast.